Tav Samach Bav, and we're up to a new mimer, Lahovin Inyan Lecha Mishnah. Know that on Shabbos we have Lecha Mishnah, we have uh, two loaves of challah, and there's a difference between how Nigla says to hold the two chalas and ha- verse how Nister, how Kabbalah says to hold the chalas. In halacha, it says that you hold them one on top of the other and then you cut the upper chala. Whereas according to Nister, according to Kabbalah, you hold it side by side. So to understand this uh, difference of opinion between Nigla and Nister, what's the source of the debate spiritually? So let's first look at benching. So in benching, and the same in Me'en Sholosh, in Alam Mechia, we thank Hashem and bless Hashem both for the food, which sustains us, and for the land, for Eretz Yisrael. And uh, we do this because uh, the, like Chazal said, in the Marbracha stuff, Yes, that uh, we can uh, say and Paris because uh, they, the the land produces the food or produces the fruit, and therefore it's one thing. But either way, we mention both the food and the land. So first, so if the land includes the food because the land produces the food, then why even mention the land? Also, the pasuk, uh, which hints to benching, and it, it says clearly to bench, but hints to the brachas of benching. So it says, If you eat and are satisfied, you should bless Hashem. So first of all, bless Hashem is for the food. And that corresponds to the brach of Hazan, which Moshe established. Then it's, uh, the pasuk continues, uh, on the land. And that corresponds to Noid and Valakol, which ends off with the talking about the land, and also early in the bracha talks about the land. So that's the second bracha, which Yeshua established. Then the pasuk continues, right? The good land. What is the good land? This hints to the bracha of Rachem, which ends uh, with Bani Yerushalayim, because the, the um, Yerushalayim is called Haharatayv, the good mountain. And uh, so we need to understand why in the first bracha do we not mention the land in Yerushalayim, whereas in the second bracha we do mention the mazen, which is the, this food which sustains us, sustains us, which is the theme really of the first bracha. Okay, so to understand all this, let's first talk about eating in general. The Pasuk says that we don't live based on the bread, but we live based on not on the bread alone do we live, but on the uh, word of Hashem do we live. In other words, that in the uh, in the food there is Dvar Hashem. Everything that exists is because Hashem makes it exist, and therefore... And therefore, it's it, the that spiritual life force from Hashem inside the food is what sustains us. Uh, but the question is, why do we need that? We also have the Dvar Hashem inside ourselves, which which should sustain us. So, what does the food add more? So, uh, so the answer is that when we say that the person should live, we're not just we're not talking about the Nefesh Bahamis, we're talking about the Nefesh Likis, uh, that the uh, Nefesh Likis lives through the food. And the reason the food 
helps the naturally curious is because it has a higher spiritual for, uh, source. So although, of course, the naturally curious is clearly godly and things of this world, the meat or the vegetables that you eat are not, but in, in source, they're actually higher. Uh, because the naturally kiss comes from tikkun, which is the organized systematic godliness, whereas the food and everything of the physical world comes from tehu, elmatayo, which is uh, unlimited wild godliness. Now, elmatayo shattered, and the kel- the kelim of, el- of elmatayo shattered, and they and they um, uh, because uh, two reasons: one is that the uh, the uh, kelim were uh, too were too small to hold the great, powerful light of Elmatayo and also because each sphere felt that it was the only thing and wouldn't uh, cooperate and work together with the other spheres. So, so therefore that it shattered and there's sparks of this great spiritual light in our physical world. And when the person eats, so then he takes the spa- those sparks of godliness inside the food and that, first of all, elevates the food back to the food source, but then it also elevates the person because his neshama comes from tikkun, and now the person has a taste of tail. And that's why it says, Ha-Adam, the man, so it's not just regular man, but the man, meaning the naturally kiss of the yid. So now, Adam is gematria 45. 45 is shema. There's different ways to spell out Hashem's name. So if you spell it out, you uh, spell out Yudke Vavke is Yud, is Yud Vav Dalet. Then He is He Alev, Vav is Vav Alev Vav. And then the second He is He Alev. So that equals the Gematria of 45. And that is Tikkun, where everything is works in harmony. And then uh, animals, they come from Toyo, which is higher than Tikkun. Now, Toyo. Uh, in Tayo, each sphera is uh, just a nakuda point, and they're in a straight line. You have Chachma and Binon, and you have the Midas, you have Chesed, Vura, Teferis, Netzachayd, goes down the line, uh, where without uh, them mixing together and, and all sort of taking in a little from each other, and if you wouldn't have like Chesed, Vura, etc., that we have in Tikkun, a mixture of spheres. And uh, from this uh, light of Tehu, eventually uh, it, uh, some of this, the sparks of it is in this physical world uh, that we, and each uh, animal has its own nature and they, they're different from each other. They don't uh, have like sort of uh, a, uh, you know, a, a carefully organized uh, system, including all the spheres, but they're heavily tilted towards one sphere. Like the ox is tilted towards Gvura, for example, and they're without any inclusion of other spheres, and that's because they come from Toyo, where every mid is by itself and can't stand the other one, and that's why it says about the kings of uh, Edom who represent the spheres of Toyo that each one died and then there was another king, meaning because you couldn't have more than one sphere dominate, dominating at the same time uh, without the other one uh, being knocked out and this is because each one feels its its own self-importance. And because of that, yes, it's uh, spiritual and godly, but it's still it's centered around self and therefore can't take another one. And that caused the shvira, the breakage. And then eventually it, it, it lowered and evolved low and low until it came to this physical world. Whereas if the Midas would have had 
uh, involved, a, re, a shine from Moichin, from intellect, so then they would have been more calm because Midas, emotions, are all about how does this affect me, whereas intellect is all about what is the objective truth. And therefore, if you'd have a little bit of intellect there, that would have calmed the emotions. Uh, so in Tikkun, on the other hand, it is Adam, it is the full person, and this is actually why the person, he has... Uh, he has both sides, he has the right and the left, and it, the, the body reflects the spheres, right, chachma, bina, das, chesed, etc., throughout the body, and they're all mixed together. And uh, because there's more intellect, therefore it, it calms the emotions and let the emotions work together. And the the reason why the spelling of shema is with alephs, right, vav, alev, vav, and hey aleph, is because... Uh, the aleph represents you have the yura, the top of yura, the bottom and a line connecting them in the middle. That's an aleph. So it represents balance. And therefore, there can be scholars, there can be inclusion and all coming together. Because uh, the intellect, like we said, uh, uh, it, it uh, weakens the uh, sense of self and, and the body. And this is uh, especially in Chachma, which Chachma is the power of ma, of bitter, uh, of, of nullification, humility, and that allows op- opposites to come together. You can have chesed and gvura. And chachma, which is the first sphere, it's where the ein safe, where Hashem's ein safe shines. It's the beginning of a shalshlus, but still takes in from beyond his shalshlus. And this is like uh, with the person as well, that the chachma, is, if he has a, me- a, a memory or a dream or an idea, where did it come from? It just came to him. So that's coming from the subconscious. Yes, it's within the spheres, but it, it's coming from the beyond, coming from the subconscious. And uh, when we're at that state, then then in front of Hashem, where there's a kili of Chachma, which has in it Eren Seif, so then you can have opposites, the angel of Chesed, Michal, and angel of Vura, Gabriel, fine water, all coming together. So we see... So uh, with this, uh, with both with the person down here, but also especially with Adam de Leila, with this uh, spiritual source of, of, of man, which is a godly level above. So it also has his skalos. It can include together chesed and gvura. And, uh, and that's the meaning of what Zaya says, that this is the secret of including the left and the right, which is from Shema, which, uh, which encourages Bittal, Whereas the uh, the uh, food, which comes from either dom to and chai, the inanimate vegetation or animals, so they uh, come from toyo, and in toyo there's uh, and the, the sources in the uh, uh, where there's no iskalos. Yes, in the Merkava, there's uh, Pnei Arye, Pnei Shur, Pnei Nesher. There's the, the face of the lion, the face of the ox, the face of the eagle, and so the, the and which is a source of the animals down here. And also the the, uh, the trees and the grass, they have also a spiritual source above. Um, and this Merkava is from Tikkun. So why are we saying the animal source is from Tayo? Uh, so so uh, it, yes, it's in their spiritual source in the Merkava, but when they come down here, evolve all the way down here, it, get mix, it, 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 it gets mixed uh, up with uh, sparks of Tayo. Next paragraph, So now when a person eats, 
So the person, his neshama is from Shema, from Tikkun. And then the food uh, gets included in him. And <clears throat> when he davens, he elevates the food. And that's the idea of bureau of refining the sparks of Toyo. <clears throat> now, because uh, Toyo come, came from a higher source, uh, so therefore, after he elevates the food, so it also adds to him to bring down from the, uh, the light of Toyo, because uh, he's now refined the kalim of Toyo, and he can he can uh, reach he can he receives from the light of Toyo, and that is lifname uh, melech. This is it says that the kings of Eden were before there was a king for Yisrael, meaning that the kings of Eden Toyo are in their source a higher spiritual power than Tikkun, and so therefore. When he refines, that helps him as well. So therefore, the, that's why the person needs food because fooding helps. Because eating food helps his neshama elevate. And sim- similarly, the uh, spiritual man, the Adam Dela, <clears throat> that also he uh, is elevated through uh, connecting to the uh, the uh, uh, the uh, uh, animals and Dom Tzimech and Chai, which have uh, their source in um, in Tayo. And this is what we, what the Pesach means, that when you eat, so you should uh, bless Hashem, your God. So this word, bracha, means to bring down something to, to, to Hashem. What is the meaning of blessing Hashem? Hashem is everything. But means Hashem within Hashem. And we're blessing Hashem, so to speak, meaning bringing down from beyond to Shem Havaya, which is uh, from Tehu into Shem Havaya, which is in Tikkun. Uh, and and this is also the meaning of lechem in Aretz, like we say, hamaiti lechem in Aretz, that um, Eretz is uh, Shem Ban. La- the land is Shem Ban, is, which is the uh, Hashem as he, as he is involved in the physical world in Gashmis. And what happens is that we bring out from Shem Ban, that's where you'll find sparks of Toyo, uh, and uh, and and ref- and we'll be able to refine it, and then through that also help uh, our neshama. Now, next paragraph, v'hinayesh. So now there's another le- type of bread, which is the mon, and the mon is lechem in Hashemayim, which Hashem rained down from heaven, and it always came together with dew. Now the mon came down in the merit of Moshe. Right, we have the man came down in the merit of Moshe, the clouds in the merit of Aaron, the bear, bear the well in the merit of Miriam. So Moshe was the was the idea of she, of Shema at its highest level. In other words, Moshe was a pure uh, intellect, Chabad, the beyond how Chabad comes into the midas, beyond how intellect comes into the midas. Uh, and therefore, Moshe said that he is kvad per and kvad lashen is uh, he he can't speak well. He has a heavy mouth and heavy tongue. So kvad per means in Torah and kvad lashen means in Torah because since because since in Torah you have to come to decisions and labeling that this is allowed and this is not allowed. This is chayiv. This potter, kosher, apostle, etc. So because he he was just about the intellect itself, not the intellect that as it comes into decisions in this world. And uh, that's because uh, Pnimius, the inner part of Abba, the father, which is Chachma, uh, is beyond getting involved in, in, uh, in uh, lowering down towards the Midas. And uh, that's also why he said, 
who am I to take out the Yidin? Because why are we taking out the Yidin from uh, Egypt in order to receive the Torah? But the Torah is all about bringing down intellect into emotions and into practical decisions. He says, I'm not there. My neshama is just pure chachma. As Hashem answered that I will be with you. So if Hashem is saying, I will be with you, and others, Hashem's essence is with Moshe, so Hashem's essence is beyond all, all of this. And therefore, the Chachma and Midas doesn't matter. Pure Chachma and Midas, they can all work together because there's a gile of Hashem's essence of Atmos, which is beyond everything. And therefore, that makes everything equal and together, dark and light is the same. So that's why Mon came down in the merit of Moshe because Mon is also beyond. It's not like in general we have uh, I, I, the two modes are Esrus that we uh, our arousal from below, like we've discussed in the previous moment, Esrus the arousal from above. And Tal, the uh, the man is uh, beyond both of them. It's the pure Esrusilaela, the um, arousal from above that is not coming as a response to the arousal from below. It's just a pure gift from above from Hashem. And uh, man came from Moshe because it was also from the both of them are from the beyond and they only have uh, come down altogether because of the gilly of of uh, of Hashem uh, of Ain Sof uh, of Atmos that that uh, makes everything equal. And the man is uh, is from Akudim. We know there's uh, a number of different types of sheep that uh, Yaakov uh, received in his dealings with Lavan, and three of them are called Akudim, Nakudim, and Brudim. So there's Akudim is ringed, Nakudim is speckled, and Brudim is striped. And these three types of sheep represent high spiritual levels. So Akudim, the uh, ringed, represents uh, where everything is one, it's all ringed together uh, in the uh, Aren Seif. And uh, then uh, Nakudim represents uh, w- where everything is its own dot, represents El Mateo. And then Brudim represents in Tikkun where the sep- all the different separate uh, ideas and separate spheres come together and they coalesce. So this is, uh, but unlike in Akudim where there is only one, in Brudim there is multiplicity, but they can still find a common den- denominator through Bit on there and all be able to work together. Uh, so, uh, so the source of uh, man is uh, from this level of Akudim where everything is one, and uh, and uh, at that at that state, uh, there there wouldn't there, there wouldn't uh, there wouldn't be any opposition or uh, separation, even though it's very passionate lights because they are all one. Unlike in Brunim, where there's the where the reason why there's no uh, separation is because they come together. And this is like the difference between the numbers one, two, and three. So one there's only one. That's a kudim. Two is where there's separation. The kudim. Three is brudim. So three is where you have one and two, and then the third one brings them together. Next paragraph. 
so now we un- now we can understand why Moshe um, established the first bracha Hazan because in Hazan we talk about Hashem in third person. We say that He gives uh, bread to all flesh uh, because third and third person. Uh, represents a sort of a high spiritual level. That's why it's something you can't quite see. You can't see in front of you. It's it's a little beyond. And Moshe is, uh, like we said, Chachma, uh, uh, beyond uh, Giloy, beyond revelation and beyond involvement in Midas, uh, just uh, pure Bittal. Then in the second bracha of Naida and the, the Birchas Aretz, there it says right from the beginning, Naida Lacha, we thank you. So uh, it, it says Lacha right from the beginning. And that's because now we're, talk, we're talking at a lower spiritual level, uh, the Lechem Mina Aretz, the bread from the ground, because Moshe was feeding his people Mon, whereas Yeshua is feeding them already bread from the ground. Where there's a refining, we try we try to refine the physical and elevate it, and therefore, uh, it, we the second bracha uh, has and starts with noida and then continues um, that um, that we in this one made him uh, means besides thanking it means to admit, uh, which implies uh, humility and the self nullification. And so it's like uh, like the Gemara uses this term in Mishnah, Mishnah about if let's say Modim Chacham Ramei that even though Chacham Ramei have an argument in Halacha but in a certain situation Chacham agree in that situation Rabbi Meir would be right so they admit to his opinion uh, and similarly there's uh, two opinions in general about reality there's so to speak Hashem's opinion and our opinion and that's what it means Kel Deus Havaya that Hashem is a God of Deus there's two of opinions there's two opinions there's the perspective from below to above and the perspective from above to below so from the perspective of below so then we are real and Hashem is this obscure thing that we we don't know whereas so Hashem is the Ayin the Nothing, and we are the yesh, we're the real thing. Whereas from Hashem's perspective, Hashem is the yesh, and we are the ayin. So, and therefore, in the act of creation, Hashem is making us into a yesh, where, whereas in, through the uh, term mitzvah, the vote of tzaddikim, of the righteous, they make that yesh, that something of, of this world, back to ayin. Back to nothing. And that's why it says that the work of tzaddikim is greater than the work of, of Hashem's creation of heaven and earth. Because in heaven and earth, uh, it conceals the real truth that Hashem, of, of Hashem. Whereas in the tzaddikim's aveda, the tzaddikim service, they bring it back to uh, that every everyone and everything should recognize that the true existence is Hashem over the page. And this is why it's greater we know that, like the the tradition, the Chazal say that there's a tradition that uh, heaven uh, gives, but it doesn't take back. This is from the Maritainis stuff of hey, uh, where uh, Rabbi Hanina uh, was very poor, and uh, he his wife says to his wife says, uh, please daven for for some some parnasa, and he davened, and then this he was given this uh, golden leg from uh, from uh, heaven, 
And then he had a dream that uh, that in Adam Abad, the other tzaddikim will have a table of um, three legs, golden table of three legs, and he'll have a golden table of two legs. He told his wife, and his wife says, this is no good. We, we don't want it now to miss out on Adam Abad. So he said, what should I do? She said, Darwin, that it, the heaven should take back this golden leg. So Darwin, and they took back the golden leg. And the Mara says that, Taking back is a greater miracle than giving because heaven always gives, but to take back is is a chiddush, is something novel. Uh, so, th- what does it mean for us that the uh, Hashem's uh, light uh, comes down? It's it's uh, nimshach into the world and and everything that exists. It's from Hashem is energizing it. Like it says, that Hashem enlivens everything. And it says, we say both in Davening that Hashem renews everything in his kindness. And Atz includes uh, uh, all the letters because Atz is Aleph till Toph, the four Aleph base. And then the Hey is the five parts of the math that we used to pronounce different letters, which different letters come from each of these five parts of the math. Uh, because uh, everything's existence is through the energy that is uh, transmitted through the letters. Each one represents a certain spiritual energy. And uh, the five, these uh, five uh, parts of the mouth also correspond to the, um, they, they uh, divide the the energy and limit each one to a certain style. So it's a Hegvorus and connected to the five final letters, Menatsapach. So, so we said that there's two opinions. There's our opinion, Hashem's opinion. So one opinion is as the as it looks from above, that uh, that uh, Hashem is always uh, shining and energizing us, and that's the idea of creation to put us into existence. Then the other perspective is from down here. So we we see us as Yesh and Hashem as Ayin, and then that's how they can come and turn it back around, refine this world, and show how really everything is Hashem. And that's the idea of that we admit to you. We admit that the reality is Hashem's reality. And then uh, it continues, right? And so we bless Hashem. There's a difference between Haita and Bracha. Haita is just uh, admitting with Bittal, whereas uh, Bracha. Uh, is that we actually, to bring it down in a revealed way, that we actually understand and, and that's our reality. So you could admit without really seeing it that way. Okay, you realize that that perspective is truth, but you don't, it's not still, it's still not your perspective. Whereas bracha is where it's revealed and you actually see how it's true. Like sometimes that's a, an experiment is made, it proves clearly a certain fact, but the person still would have believed that it should work the other way around. The scientists would have believed it should be the other way, but the experiment shows clearly that it's this way. So that's maidim, admit the truth. Then the second level bracha is that it should be revealed, Hashem's, that we should see things from a normal matter perspective too. Because through the Tzadikim Zaveda of Esra Stilasata, they, they're given an Esra Salela, roused from above, uh, gilly from above, which is the idea of bracha. Next paragraph. Acha Shinisbar. So now let's uh, explain what is the idea of Shabbos. So just as we, so the, the fact that we work six days and rest on the seventh is to mirror Hashem, who works six days and rested on the seventh. 
So the six days represent the midas. That uh, each day, uh, it, a certain uh, one of the midas from Chesed's side was uh, revealed in order to allow uh, for creation of the lower worlds of Biyah in a limited way. In a, and then this, uh, uh, so this uh, light, it, it has to evolve and go lower and lower to create, to, in order to create the lower worlds because Hashem wanted a dear B'tachonim. So let's say if a person has a deep idea and he wants to write it down, so in order to write it down, you have to limit the idea into words. Uh, that it has to go from Chachma and Bina to the Midas and then it, uh, all the way until it gets the action that you can actually write down physical words that represent this deep idea that you had in your mind. So that, so that is work. Then we have rest. So when you rest, then your inner abilities, your inner self doesn't have to stretch out into my center action. It can, be, it can stay inside itself. And that's that's uh, the real idea of rest, where the the person is with himself, not sp- s- extending outward. And that's what happens on Shabbos. So instead of Hashem uh, Hashem's light extending outward, it's just internal, and therefore it's a deeper light. So both Shabbos and Mon are both. Uh, to do with makif, uh, to do with the beyond energy, but there's a difference between them because uh, man is uh, akudim, which means that all the different koichas, all the different spheres are all ringed together within one keli, ten iris uh, in one keli. So that means there is still different details, but all the details are together as one, whereas Shabbos is a level even beyond that where there is only one, not all the details are one, but there is only one. And therefore, that's why in Shabbos, which is a, a, a spiritual energy beyond Mon, so Mon didn't fall on Shabbos. It's interesting how ex- the how this uh, this mimer uh, compares to the explanation of Shabbos and, and Mon in the previous mimer. So anyway, perhaps an explanation of the the marshal for the difference between Shabbos and Mon is, uh, <clears throat> let's say you you. Um, you have 10 different questions, you know, many uh, times uh, uh, different pilpulim, uh, you can have many questions and then there's one answer which answers all the questions. So then in that case, that one answer includes the answer to all the questions, but you can still pa- you can still point to the aspect of the answer that answers each of the 10 questions. Then you might have another situation, like when the Alter Rebbe went and he uh, to a, a, a big uh, a city of, of the Misnagdim, of the opponents of Hasidus, and he sang a nigan, right, Kobal Ishir, that uh, he said uh, that uh, through Nigin, um, uh, through music, we, all your questions will be answered. And he sang a nigan, and that's exactly what happened. When he sang the nigan, they, they uh, rose to a high spiritual level, and their understanding of Torah increased. All the questions were answered. So, Unlike when you give one answer that answers 15 questions, when you sing a niggin and it answers all the questions, you can't point and say this part of the niggin answered that question and this part answered this question. But somehow in the niggin it answered everything. But you don't see exactly where each detail comes from within the klal. And that's uh, perhaps a marshal for the difference between uh, Shabbos, uh, which is uh, where it's just uh, 
beyond details, and man, which is where all the details are united as one. Now, based on this, we can uh, go back to our original, what we started with, which is about the how in Shabbos we have the two loaves, and Api Nigla, we're meant to have them one on top of the other, whereas Api Nistra, we're meant to have the two loaves next to each other. So especially like uh, what he, he mentions in uh, brackets, that uh, the, that uh, the two loaves correspond to uh, Zohar and Shammar, which Zohar is, uh, is Zaz, the, the six emotional spheres, and Shammar corresponds to God, Shabbos, uh, corresponds to Malchus, uh, which, uh, the, the feminine sphere. And normally, in, ter- in terms of uh, how he, the order, the system of Hishalshalus looks, Zah, the six spheres are higher than Malchus. They're the giver, and they and Malchus is the receiver, receives from Zah. But that's only up in Nigla, if you look at it how it is apparently. But if you look up in Nister, the deeper truth, then you'll see that both of them are equal. In other words, from the perspective of Ein Sof, both of them are equal. And therefore, the two Chalas should be held side by side instead of one on top of, uh, on top of each other. Uh, and uh, so, so uh, this is why we we hold them on uh, side by uh, why up in this we hold them side by side. Whereas the Maimon puts it that uh, Nigla focuses on Ur Yashar, the sort of Hashem straight downward lighter, which gets more and more limited as it goes through the levels. Whereas Nista focuses on Ur Chazer, the rebounding light, where uh, the bottom can be as meaningful and more meaningful, actually, than what is uh, seems to be higher. So this uh, answers our question about the placement of the chalas and, and about the reason why in the first bracha it doesn't mention aretz. So based on our discussion, the first bracha is corresponding to mon, uh, and, and it would make sense not to include aretz in the first bracha as well. Thank you.